whenever someone comes to me and they said, hey, my VA didn't work out or my current VA is working, not working out, my first two questions are, how did you onboard them? And when's the last time you had a meeting with them? And mm -hmm. it almost always comes down to not the frequency of the meetings. You have to have at least one meeting a week or not onboarding them properly. Thought Leaders Business Lab is for you, the business owner, entrepreneur, the expert in your field who wants to be seen and heard as the influential thought leader in your industry. My name is Samantha Riley and I've been building and growing businesses for over 26 years and I've learned there are three key areas to your success, your mindset, your talents and the people you surround yourself with. Each week, I interview successful entrepreneurs and deep dive to discover the exact strategies that they have used to build their business so that you can experiment and implement these strategies in your business too. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome back to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Nathan. It's really great to have you here today and uh, chatting with you all about virtual assistance and outsourcing again. <laughs> yeah, great to, great to be back and I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. So for those that haven't heard, Nathan was back on episode 129. At the time, we were talking about virtual assistants and using them to scale your business. And at that time that we recorded the episode, you were the co-founder with Connor, I believe, of a platform called FreeUp. And now you're not. So <laughs> before we even dive in, I'd love to hear about how you or what happened that made you sell free up because um i think that you know that's a really inspiring story in the first place you know most entrepreneurs want to be able to build their business and and sell it and you managed to do that so tell us how that came about yeah i mean free up was, was kind of an incredible journey we started it with a five thousand dollar investment and we didn't really spend any money on ads for four years and we were able to grow it from five thousand to a million in the first year five in the second nine in the third and 12 million in the fourth and at year four one of our clients reached out to us and they said hey we've been using free up for a year we really like it we want to get into the VA, the freelancer space. We don't want to start it from scratch. We'd love to discuss if you'd be interested in being acquired. So I wouldn't say we went into 2019 saying we need to unload this thing. But after that phone call, we answered some of their questions. So they had more information about the business. They ended up making us an offer that we felt like was more than fair, if not aggressive. And I mean, there were a lot of factors. I mean, we had never built the business to 12 million. So we have a lot of people depending on us, freelancers, clients, our internal team. And we'd be kind of experimenting uh, with everyone relying on us to try to get to 25 and 50 million. And we also knew that at some point things had to change. Like me being the face of the company up to 12 million was okay probably wouldn't have worked up to, to 50 million and stuff like that. Um, and, and maybe at, at, at that point, when you are that big, you probably do need some US people, some employees, which we definitely didn't want to do. That's just not the way that we like running businesses. So I think that at that point, we ended up doing a lot of due diligence on them. We wanted to know all the other companies that they bought. Um, we wanted to see how they treat people. We got to go to their office in Tampa, which is like an hour from me. And They've won employer of the year for X amount of years. And we got to learn what their plans were um, with free up. And we were really impressed. I mean, Mark Hargrove, David Martin, they're great entrepreneurs. They bought over 30 businesses. Their, their last company, the Hoth, which is the one they're known for, they bought for $100,000 and scaled it to, to 25 million. So we, they passed our due diligence. They had a lot of due diligence for us. And 
I mean, they wanted to know how customer service worked, how billing worked, and us having really great SOPs, which we'll talk about in a little bit, mm. was a big part of that because they said, hey, how does billing work? And five minutes later, we'd shoot them an email saying, hey, here's our 50-page SOP that says who does what, what, when in every situation, and that impressed them. And then once that we passed the due diligence, then the, the mind-numbing part began, which was the, the lawyers getting involved, which... <laughs> wasn't their fault or our fault. It was just two lawyers kind of doing their thing. And, and that, that took a while, just kind of going over little details that, that we wouldn't have thought of. And then from there, it became, how do we make this a win-win for everyone? I mean, we, I, saying bye to our internal team was by far the hardest part of selling FreeUp, but we wanted to set them up for success in their future because they, they were a big part of FreeUp. FreeUp yeah. was me, my business partner, Connor, and 35 VAs in the Philippines. That's it. And so we couldn't have done it without them. So we took $500,000 from the sale. We gave it to our team in the Philippines. We made sure their jobs were secure, their bonus and their raise programs were intact. And then we decided to, to make the move. And at the time we looked at it as a, a win for us, a win for the new owners, a win for our clients and freelancers, a win for the internal team. And it's tough to turn something down that, that, that we looked at as a win for everyone. Mm, such an inspiring story to go from $5,000 to 12 million in such a short amount of time. And, oh, you know, congratulations. I just think like right off the bat, that's absolutely phenomenal. And um, that's where I guess we want, I want to talk about is SOPs, standard operating procedures. This is definitely something that I'm very passionate about. I've managed to scale myself out of three businesses and the only way that that happens is by having really great systems, really great standard operating procedures so that everyone knows exactly what needs to be done. And, and as you were just talking before, you know, one of the questions you were asked is what is your customer service like? Well, if there's no standard operating procedure, it's very hard to be able to answer that question. You know, it, it gets very ambiguous, right? So let's start with where did you understand that that was part of what needed to happen to be able to grow your business so quickly? Or did you not realize that was a thing back, you know, when you first started? So before FreeUp, I was a longtime Amazon seller. I'd started selling when I was 20 and I didn't really know the importance of SOPs. It was all in my head. Everything was top secret. I didn't want to share anything with everyone, anyone. And that only got us so far. And eventually I realized, okay, hiring other people is great. I can teach them how to do it. But guess what happened when people quit? All the training went out the window with that person. And a lot of times we were scrambling when someone put in their two weeks notice, their last two weeks, they were writing up all the SOPs because we didn't take the time to, to do that up front. So we kind of learned that lesson the hard way. And, and so when we started free up, we built the business to be sellable from day one. We didn't think, know that we were going to sell it. Uh, at the time, we were just starting off a business with $5,000. Uh, but we started to document everything. And not only did we document things, but we put other people in charge of the SOPs. We gave them mm. ownership of the SOPs because we had 35 VAs. We had six or seven different teams. Me and my business partner, Connor, we're busy growing the business. We don't have time to update SOPs. And SOPs become pretty useless if they're outdated three months later, mm -hmm. which happens a lot with startups. Even in year four of FreeUp, we're constantly changing systems and processes. So we got really good SOPs. We gave it to VAs that we could trust and got them to take ownership of the SOPs and keep it updated over time. So when we got that offer, we didn't have to go back and scramble and update all our SOPs. We had them ready to go and they had been updated every quarter um, going back. Yeah. So, so cool. Tell us, how did you feel 
as you exited FreeUp, because I've exited businesses before and um, I've talked about it on the podcast, I personally felt like I'd lost myself. I didn't know who I was. I went through this whole period of, oh my goodness, like who am I? You know, it's one thing to say, you know, we can't be defined by our business, but in reality, a lot of us do that. Was that the situation that you had? It, it wasn't only because Connor and I spent a good amount of time talking about it ahead of time. And we said, listen, like the last thing we want to do is sell free up and regret selling free up for the rest of our life. Like if we're going to go through with this and we're going to sign on the dotted line, we can't have any regrets. We have to be ready to move on. And there, there can't be any looking back or else we just, if there's even a percentage chance of that happening, we, we shouldn't sign it. So at the time we were very committed. I think there were other factors too. Like, like I said, we had gotten this thing to 12 million very organically coming from two people who had never marketed anything before with Amazon. We paid Amazon their 15%. They got us the customers. So we, we had gotten it pretty far and we enjoyed that the type of business that we had created, which was very much a, a lifestyle remote business with VAs and no overhead and no us employees. But at some point, if we want to grow it to a hundred million, like that was going to change. And we liked our, our lifestyle. We didn't want to change that. So the alternative became at some point we have to sell it to someone who does or else we're not really doing justice to the, the freelancers on the platform and the clients on the platform who are going to get hurt if Connor and I somehow want to take a step back. And so I think that I, I think that we both felt like it was the right time to move on and we didn't have any regrets afterwards. I mean, once we sold free up that the conversation came, Hey, are, do we still want to work together? Are we sick of each other? Like <laughs> what do we want to do next? And luckily he wasn't sick of me and vice versa. And then it became, all right, what do we want to do next? Do we want to take a year off? Do we want to travel? Do we want to go into real estate? Do we want to stay in the same space? Do we want to buy a business? Like, and we started doing research and then people started reaching out to us asking if we could teach them about VAs. And that's when the, the next idea came up. Absolutely. And that's what I really, really want to drill into today. Why don't you let us know exactly what it is that you're doing now? And I want to know what was the point that had you go, this is it. This is the next idea. Let's give this a go. <laughs> so it's so funny when I, when I start businesses, it's almost never like, Oh my God, this is the idea that's going to make me lots of money. It's always like with the Amazon business, I created an Amazon account. I put $5,000 in the bank. I started experimenting and over time I grew it. And even with free app, we, we made a minimum viable product. We took it to market and over time we grew it. And yeah, eventually we started getting really good reviews and making money. And, but it was never like, Oh my God, like we figured this out. And very similar with outsource school. I mean, we started off with just one course called Cracking the VA Code and under the brand Outsource School. And we gave people our exact systems and processes for interviewing, onboarding, training, and managing. The exact interview questions we asked, our onboarding process, which is so important. It's the number one way mm -hmm. to prevent issues when hiring. Uh, in training, how to create really good SOPs, how to value your time when training, and uh, managing, we went into a lot of stuff from how to run meetings and performance reviews to team leaders, assistant team leaders, to how to handle issues, fire VAs, all of that. So we put this together in a course. We spent about 60 days making it and we just took it to market. And just because we sold a company doesn't mean every idea we come up with going forward is going to be a good one. So we didn't know what to expect. <laughs> and to top it off, we ended up launching right when Corona hit. So that was a whole <laughs> another wild thing. But Luckily, a lot of people bought the course and, and then luckily after that, the feedback that people went through it was really good. So people started asking for more. And so 
we started coming up with these different playbooks. We started taking all these systems that we had with FreeUp and some of them even our Amazon business like customer service and we tried to focus on ones that can be applied to all businesses. So from operations, we focus on calendar management and uh, having someone clear your inbox and customer service and bookkeeping. And on the marketing side, we focused on getting on podcasts and partnerships and lead generation. And so we put all these together. And then at first we were like, all right, well, we'll sell all these different courses. Marketing a million different courses didn't sound like that much fun. So we turned it into a membership where if you buy crack in the VA code, you get access to all these different playbooks, all these different courses. And we turn into a yearly membership where it's $9.97 a year. Well, then our developer who built the free app marketplace, who was part of the buyout, he had been working on this SOP building software. And so we started talking to him and we really liked the tool. And it honestly solved a really big pain point for us because for years we had been writing SOPs on Google Docs, even though we prefer video. A lot of people prefer watching SOPs on video. And the reason we did that is because videos just get outdated so mm -hmm. quickly. Like oh, you film a video, just... a month later it's outdated. So with this software, as you're recording the video, you're marking steps. So let's say you have 10 steps in your video. When you're done, all the steps are organized. You can add text per step. And then if you need to replace step three, you just replace step three inside the builder. You can give your VAs access, remove access. So we added him to the outsource school team. We made it so people can buy our individual playbooks if they want. They can buy the software and pay monthly if they want, or they can become a member of outsource school for $1,000 a year, get access to everything, plus our community, our support, our help. And that's really how outsource school has kind of developed over time. I absolutely love this and I am nerding out like you've got no idea right now because systems, I don't like creating systems, but I love systems and just understanding, you know, this is how you hire someone. These are the questions you ask. This is how you onboard someone. This is all speaking my language. However, I, and I'm sure that you've come across this, there's so many people that I come across what happens is they hire a VA at the time that they're busiest in their business. And I see this time and time and time again, they get really busy. They hire a VA. They don't hire the right VA. They don't onboard the VA. They're so busy. They don't even know what to hand them. They haven't got any training. They haven't got any SOPs. And then all of a sudden the VA is sitting there twiddling their fingers. And we've got this super stressed out entrepreneur that's like, Oh my God, this VA thing doesn't work tell me I'm not the only person that comes across this situation. No, definitely. And listen, there, there's no magic formula where you, we just snap your fingers, you have a team ready to go and they read your mind and they do what you want. Like there is a process that you have to go through to get these VAs set up. And what we teach you to do in this process and early on in this process is to figure out what hours you actually need a virtual system, what tasks they're going to be doing, what SOPs you can create, and then also how to run those weekly meetings because those weekly meetings are so important. And we actually just did a weekly meeting today because we have three VAs. One of them was with us since January. The other two are fairly recent. We've been adding lots of tasks. We have lots of new members signing up and we need to figure like refigure out their hours because we didn't know if they had 10 hours free, five hours free. And so we just had a, a quick 20 minute meeting where we were able to reassign some tasks. Okay, this person has 10 free hours. We reorganize and we go. And these meeting formats we give you in outsource school 
so that you can have very productive meetings, stay on the same page with the VA. Because mm -hmm. whenever someone comes to me and they said, hey, my VA didn't work out or my current VA is working, not working out, my first two questions are, how did you onboard them? And when's the last time you had a meeting with them? And mm -hmm. it almost always comes down to not the frequency of the meetings. You have to have at least one meeting a week or not onboarding them properly. And we can get into onboarding if you want. Mm, totally, totally. So I also understand that you've got a VA calculator to help people work this out. Can you explain that? Um, because you were just talking about how many hours that you can hire people for. And this VA calculator, I think, is really cool. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I mentioned there's four steps to hiring. There's interviewing, onboarding, training, and managing. But before you just start interviewing a VA, there's a few steps you should take before. And we actually have a free trial on the Outsource School site that you can check out. And we go through the first few modules, which is understanding what a VA is, understanding the different levels of VAs and the different levels of freelancers, followers, doers, and experts, because you're going to have to use different ones as you go. Then it's figuring out what tasks you have on your plate so that you can outsource and prioritizing them from easiest to hardest. And then it's figuring out how many VAs you can actually afford. And all mm. this stuff is pretty quick. You can do all this in, in under an hour, um, depending on your business. But the VA calculator helps you figure out, hey, I make X amount of money per month. I want to be this aggressive or this conservative investing X amount back in my business. This is how much a VA costs, and this is how much this is how many VAs I can afford, and it'll spit out for you. Hey, I can afford three full-time VAs or one part-time VA ten hours a week, and that's going to give you a really good understanding of what you're looking to do with our other stuff. Because I've seen so many entrepreneurs that will hire a VA, invest time and money and energy into them, and then realize they can't afford them after the fact. And I mean, VAs are very affordable. A lot of times people are surprised. They're like, wow, I can hire two full-time VAs. That's 80 hours every single week. And that's where the, the fun begins. And you can start getting tasks off your plate and relocating your hours as a business owner towards higher level, big picture stuff. Mm. What I really love about this is that there's a lot of people, you know, you're saying that they can't afford it. I also find the other side of the coin where people are afraid that, you know, down the track, oh, what if I can't afford to keep paying them? And and what I love about this is helping people to understand like straight away, yes, I can or no, I can't. Because as you and I both know, you can't grow a business to, you know, any sort of, um, you know, decent kind of growth without other people to help, without a team. And you know, understanding how you can start building that team out is, is really valuable. So I love that. How would you, I guess, start to understand the kinds of team? Because, you know, we both know there's no such thing as a super VA. You can't get a designer that can do your, your social media graphics and also edit your video and also reconcile your books and also look after your calendar. That person doesn't exist. We can't do all of that and neither can anyone else. So how, what are some tips that you can give the listeners to how to decide who their first hire is? So I like to divide up hiring into followers, doers, and experts. And we might've talked about this on the other podcast. No, I haven't heard this. Oh, you haven't? All right. No. So the, the followers are five to 10 bucks an hour, non-US. They're there to follow your systems, your processes. If you, they, they might have years of experience being a VA, which is great. But if you don't have systems and processes, you're not going to work well. And a lot of people will call anyone that works from home or remote a virtual assistant. When I say virtual assistant, I'm just talking about the followers, the people you need systems for. 
You can't just hire a VA and say, I don't know how to run Facebook ads. Go run my Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. That's not going to work out too well for you. Then you got the follow or the doers, the graph designers, the video editors, the writers, the specialists. They do the same thing eight hours a day. You're not teaching a, a graphic designer how to be a graphic designer, but they're not consulting with you either. They're there to do that one specific task at a high level. And you can do these project based. I build a Rolodex of three video editors and I'm not using them ongoing. Whenever I have a project and we teach you how to do this in outdoor school, we throw it in a Slack channel and someone says, I can get to it first. They give me a due date, a due time, and they get it done. And then we move on to the next project. And then you got the experts, the coaches, consultants, freelancers, high level. They could be 50 bucks an hour. They could be 5,000 bucks an hour, but they're there to bring their own system, their own process to the table. They, their own expertise, their own background. And just like you wouldn't hire the follower without systems, you wouldn't hire the expert who has 10 years of experience having success his way and say, oh, I'm going to pay you top dollar, but I'm going to teach you my system, my process. That doesn't make any sense. It's a collaboration working together, but you're using their system, their process, their strategy. That's what you're paying them for. So understanding these different levels is important. And as a business owner, you're going to need the different levels. You're going to need some specialists to build your website, do your logo. You're going to need some experts because you can't master everything. That's impossible. But step one to hiring those is figuring out how do I get data out of my day-to-day -day operations? How can I free up my time to think strategy, to think growing, to think expanding my business? And usually, not always, but usually that starts with the virtual assistant, the followers. You glossed very quickly over a part of that that I want to go back to, and that's that you can have people that you're just bringing on on a task-by-task -task basis. You can have part-timers, you can have full-timers, and that you also can have people that you specifically just bring in on projects. And I think that's really important to understand because I think that it can be very easy to get into the thought that we just need this, you know, one full timer. And then all of a sudden we need the next full timer, but it doesn't work like that. So it's, I love that you said that, you know, you can bring some of these people in and great way to do it with a Slack channel. I'd not thought of that before. That's really cool. Yeah. So we have two playbooks that, that I built very recently called the graphic design playbook, which is out. And the, the actually Connor built that. I built the video editing playbook, which is going to be released soon. And all members get access to that whenever it comes out. But it, it pretty much gives you the exact process that we use to manage these on-call freelancers. And it's a lot of people mess up on call because they think that they can just run to the, the freelancer. The freelancer is going to stop what they're doing, work on their project, get it done instantly. And that's not how it works. You need to create a win-win situation between the freelancers and us. And the freelancers we work with, uh, we work with, they love us because we put in a task. If they can't get to it, if they're busy with their other clients, that's fine. There's a backup there. So we're never just bothering them. Focus on me, focus on me. They give us a due date. They give us a due time. They, as long as they're good at time management, which is essential for us, it's cool that we'll work around their other clients. And if they give us that due date and due time, we're just, and it doesn't work for us, we're just going to give it to one of the other video editors. So it's a really good system. It's all set up in Trello and Slack. You can use whatever tools you want, but we give you that system. And it's so important when you're dealing with those specialists because part of it is that time management, but the other part of it is getting the creative stuff that's in your head to them, which mm. is a whole other thing that took us years to master. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, It can be quite interesting process to learn that, to hand off a task, have it come back and go, hmm, not exactly what I was expecting. <laughs> Massive right. learning process, isn't it? <laughs> How important is it for you to hire people with previous experience? 
Um, very important. I mean, so I'm biased. So this is going to sound super biased. I hire from the free up marketplace. I mean, that's mm -hmm. really the only place I hire people from and the free up marketplace only lets on VAs and freelancers that have experience. So I never kind of run into a situation where I'm even interviewing people that don't have experience. I mean, there, listen, there's plenty of people out there that deserve a chance and there's certain opportunities where that makes sense. The, the issue is people that have never been a VA before or people that have never been a freelancer before they don't actually know that they're going to enjoy being a VA or freelancer. I mean, now we're all working from home, but who knows that might change. Not everyone mm -hmm. likes working from home. Not everyone likes the time management. Not everyone likes having multiple clients, giving them different things. And not every client is rainbows and butterflies, right? Like clients are, can be very stressful. So for me, if I'm hiring a VA that doesn't, that's never been a VA before or a freelancer that never wants to be a freelancer, that's never been a freelancer before, it's just incredibly risky. And I mean, I tell the same thing when people ask, me like how do I become a freelancer or I want to be I'm like all right like step one make sure you really want to be a freelancer and here's things that you want to be aware of and to me that that's my biggest thing mm. interesting and I, I'm super intrigued and you know I was intrigued about asking that question because there's another part of my brain that goes when you've got really great SOPs you can pretty much bring anyone in and I have a little bit of a different take I prefer to hire on culture you know when I'm interviewing someone I can tell whether they're going to mesh you know not with 100% certainty obviously but I can tell if they I feel like they're going to mesh with the rest of the team and for me that's actually more important than bringing someone into the team that's got a huge amount of experience but I know is it's not going to work so you're 100% right. I agree with everything you said. Um, experience is one part of the equation. So our interview process, we call it the CARE method, which stands for um, stands for communication, attitude, red flags, and experience. And our, inter our onboarding process is called the SICK method, which is schedule, issues, communication, and culture. So we kind of, in the interviewing, the attitude and the culture is kind of mixed together, but we're looking for that trifecta of skill, attitude, and communication. And we won't hire people that just have skill. They have to have all three. And for attitude, we're looking for people who fit our culture, who are positive, who want to be a part of something, who don't care about money as their number one thing, mm -hmm. who will be the more professional person in every situation, and who doesn't get aggressive when things don't go their way. And communication, they have to be able to respond quickly, speak English, um, be able to get on the same page quickly, incredibly important, and, and all that. So we are looking for that trifecta. Um, but we tend to lean for people that have experience over just absolutely zero experience. But there's always exceptions there. And if you're an entrepreneur just getting started, then it might make sense to get someone at a lower rate that has less experience. The issue I have giving that as advice is then you're going to get people who don't really know how to hire VAs, hiring people who have never been a VA before, and that can get very, very messy. Whereas mm. if you're a little bit down the line and you have those systems and stuff set up, and you're like, all right, like I want to save money. I want to put people through it. I want to focus on the culture and the attitude and the communication over experience. That's fine. That can still work out for you. But the safer bet is always going to be getting someone with the attitude and the communication that has the experience and knows that they want to be a VA. Ah, you just articulated that so well. You're right. I was looking at that through my lens, but couldn't agree with you more. Super good. Now you were talking about outsource school, which has the cracking the VA code for anyone that is really interested to grow their team and start to, you know, build their team to grow their business. I believe that you have got a 
special code just for our listeners. I do. And it's only going to be for July 3rd to July 10th. Um, it is going to be for 25% off a yearly membership to Outsource School. So with that, you get cracking the VA code, our exact systems and processes for interviewing, onboarding, training, managing. You get every single playbook, every single course that we come out with for the next year and all the ones that we've already come out with. You get our SOP building software free for that year. You get access to our Facebook group. We also give you a $50 credit to our friends at FreeUp. We have a great relationship with the new owners. So you don't have to use FreeUp, but you're welcome to, to give them a shot with that free credit and our support for a year. And the cool thing is, is at the end of the year, which if you don't want to renew, you don't have to, but if you do want to renew, you're locked in at that price every year going forward, no matter what we do with the price going forward. So that, that's our special code to you. And the coupon code is LAB. LAB for our Thought Leaders Business Lab listeners. I absolutely will 100% be jumping on board with that myself. I've had a look at the SOP software. I think it's fantastic. Had a little play around that with that on the weekend. And uh, I'm re I really love it. I really, I know that we're going to get so much value out of this course ourselves within our business because we do outsource a lot of our stuff. And just having someone else to help me with our SOP sounds just so good. So good. Um, <laughs> before we finish up, I want you to give our listeners an idea of the kinds of things that they can outsource because I want people to really finish up this episode thinking, I didn't think about a VA being able to do that for me. Oh my goodness, what opportunity could this open up for me in my business? You know, we always think about, you know, getting a social media image done or, you know, looking after my calendar. That's the sort of, you know, the normal stuff. But what about some out of the box ideas like, you know, getting interviews, doing PR. I'd love you to, I'd love to just unpack your head a little bit. Yeah. So one of my, our most popular courses, one of my personal favorite courses is called the podcast outreach formula. And you can buy that separately on the site. It's 247 or it's part of the membership. Um, but it teaches you really the exact process I use to get on podcasts. I've been on 300, maybe over 350 podcasts. Now I go on one podcast every single day. I'm booked out for 60 days. Um, so I, I'm a big proponent of podcasts. They're great for networking. They're great for getting in front of thousands of people at once. They're great for backlinks and SEO, which a lot of people don't think about. And they have a snowballing effect of leading to bigger podcasts, summits, Facebook Live, speaking opportunities. And so you don't have to be crazy like me and go on a podcast every day. But if you're not going on a podcast a week, you're, you're really missing out on a good opportunity to, to grow your business. And so I wake up every day to a virtual assistant sending me a list of podcasts for me to quickly review and, and send pitches to. And it takes me three to five minutes every single morning. And once the podcast host responds, and not, not all of them do, but I get a lot of responses and we teach you some tricks and stuff there. Um, then my, I have another VA who handles all the booking using our uh, calendar management playbook. So I'm a big proponent of podcasts. The cool thing is when you use our podcast outreach formula, you show up. You film the podcast, you build a relationship with the host. The VA does the 90% before at the end, they'll send that follow-up email to the host as well. And you just do that 10%. And it's such a great way to grow your business. And I, I mentioned we grew free up organically without spending money on ads. Podcast was a big part of it. There's other stuff we teach at Outsource School, like partnerships, content ventures. Like those are that was a big part of it as well that we use VAs for and, and have VAs organize that. And all these stuff, all this stuff that we teach 
we did it free up. It's the first thing we set up at Outsource School and we've been teaching it to our students and they're implementing it in their businesses to grow as well. So that's the kind of stuff that, that gets me excited that I don't think enough people are talking about. Mm, absolutely. And I did want to finish on that note because I think that it's really beneficial to think outside the box, to start to think what are the opportunities that are available out there to grow a business where in this time you know, right now where there is so much opportunity, like I know that with COVID, there's been, you know, lots of bad things happening, lots of business owners struggling, but for every business owner that's struggling, there's actually another business owner that is doing really, really well. And what I want to see happen is people growing and thriving at this time, because this is what's going to keep our economy moving. And it's well, not only that, you're helping other people. I've got a friend, Carl Taylor, who I interviewed just uh, last week. And, you know, we were talking about the impact by hiring these people. You know, in the Philippines, a lot of these people are not just looking after themselves, but they're, you know, maybe sending a sibling to university or they may be looking after their parents and their grandparents. So the impact that we have, not just within our business and helping our clients, but in creating um, a livelihood for someone else exponentially increases our impact. So I think that this is a really great way to look at, you know, creating that ripple. It's not just about our clients, but we're actually we're keeping the economy moving. We're helping other people to, to put food on the table. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, it's, it's all about that creating that win-win with the virtual assistant. And that's when you really are able to scale your business. If you have a situation that's great for you and bad for the VA, that might work out temporarily, but that's not going to get you too far. And so, I mean, just like we took care of our team when we sold free up, I mean, we were taking care of our team before that. We set up bonuses and raise programs and those things came into effect only if the business grew and it motivated them and we teach you how to do all that and crack into VA code and it becomes a, a lot of fun and just like making bad hires makes you never want to hire anyone again making good hires is addicting and it makes mm -hmm. you want to just keep thinking about different things that, that you can outsource and hire for. I could not agree more. I absolutely love our team so much that I just want to add more to our team because they're just so much fun to be around and they do such awesome, awesome work as they will be to make sure that this podcast goes live because once we've recorded this episode, I don't touch it, which is That's so amazing. cool. <laughs> so thanks for coming on the show, Nathan. I I really do recommend that you guys that are listening get onto Outsource School. I don't often recommend things. I'm not a huge recommender of, of this sort of thing, but Outsource School is absolutely world-class. It will help you to grow your business. It got so many opportunities. So I do suggest that you jump on that. So if you're interested in joining Outsource School, then all of the links for that will be in the show notes as well as that coupon code lab. We even have monthly payment plans, a three-month payment plan, no interest at all. So um, $250 a month for three months. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the show, sharing your story. Congratulations on selling free up again. And uh, congratulations on this awesome new venture with Outsource School. Yeah, thanks so much for having me.